Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. This is the BK and Ferrario Podcast, powered by I Promise. Now here's BK and Ferrario. And Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, along with Tanner Hendrickson and Andrew Marsham. Alex Ferrario, no BK today. He's on vacation. He will be back on Monday as the Cardinals start a three-game series out at Wrigley Field. And we are honored to now head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to welcome in a former Cubs hitting coach from 97 to 2002. He's been in the big leagues for a long time as a hitting coach. He is Jeff Pentland. Jeff, it is great to talk with you today. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Um, I guess the game's starting pretty soon, right? Yep, starts at about 1.20, so we're about an hour away. And, Jeff, I'm sure you remember plenty of these Friday afternoon ball games between the Cubs and Cardinals. You looked forward to these, I would imagine, right? No, I really like the uh, Friday afternoon games. They were always at 2.20. And then, of course, back when I was the hitting coach, we played more day games than night games. So, uh I really enjoyed them, and certainly against the Cardinals. Well, you were the hitting coach during that summer of 98 when we saw the home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. What was it like to watch those two guys go back and forth, just hitting homer after homer? Of course, McGuire finished with 70, and then Sosa was just right behind him. Well, it didn't start out that way. I think Griffey and and McGuire were head-to-head, and uh, Griffey Jr. kind of slowed down, and then Sammy had that mammoth month in June, and so it was game on, and um, it was it was extremely exciting um, because people would come out for their batting practices, and you know uh, if they didn't hit a homer, the fans were booing. Uh, you know there'd be <laughs> thirty, forty thousand people watching. Both these guys take batting practice. And, uh, you know, I'd never been through anything like that in my life. Uh, and, and in a sense, it brought baseball back to the fans. Jeff, at what point in that season did it start to become a competition between McGuire and Sosa? Because, I mean, we've heard each guy talk about the, the home run chase and what that season was like. But, I mean, I would imagine if you're McGuire or Sosa, yeah, you're paying attention to what the other guy does, but you kind of have to mentally focus on yourself to make sure that you're still going out there and producing, right? Well, players are huge routine orientated. So, you know, they have a time when they get up, when they, when they come to the ballpark. Uh, they're, they're very 
somewhat religious on how they do their drills, what time they do them, and, uh, um, you know, that part of it, I had to be really prepared to make sure that Sammy got whatever he needed as far as the work he put in. Uh, And, you know, Chicago was notorious for storms. And we had just a, a cage that was out in right center, and it, it it could be very miserable out there, water leaking out there. So, but we found a way to get the work in. But uh, no, I, I think the one thing that I remember is, you know, when I was coaching at ASU, I would watch McGuire. I knew McGuire since high school. And we somewhat recruited him to Arizona State. He went on to SC, hit 35 homers, which was incredible in those days. And then he started off at Oakland, and he ended up with the Cardinals. But, you know, Mark had a good feel for what he was doing throughout his career. Sammy, on the other hand, had kind of bounced around a little bit, would put up some good numbers here and there. And then 98, it just kind of clicked. And uh, he struggled through May. Most of May, and then he just caught fire. And once he realized what he was capable of doing, I think he took over and and just ran with it. Jeff, you mentioned uh, the preparation that went into uh, getting the guys prepared for a game. I'm curious, as a hitting coach, you talked about the players and how they have their routine. As a hitting coach, how do you get stuff prepared for these guys, have it ready for them so they're ready to go out onto the field? How does that process kind of work for a hitting coach? Well, it's different for each player. That's number one. And thank God in the big leagues, you only have 12 to 15 players. (laughs) So, you know, when you're a coordinator in the minor leagues, you're dealing with uh, close to 200 players. So, um in the big leagues, I never had to write anything down. I knew the players inside and out, and they all had different routines. And Sammy would always come in at the last. Uh, you know, there used to be a pecking order in the big leagues. I don't know if they still have that, but uh, the veterans got to choose the time they wanted to come into the cages. And when you're playing day games, I got the rookies coming in at 8 o'clock in the morning. And they didn't always particularly like that, but that's just the way it went. But Now, your preparation was based on the pitcher you were facing that day. And I might mention to Sammy, maybe we need to work on this area of the plate a little bit more today. Uh, I would talk to him and tell him, you know, he's probably a high percentage of breaking balls in certain counts. And you just kind of make them aware of it. And there are times when Sammy would choose what he wanted to do. And, uh, we would have some arguments, you know. Uh, uh, at times, I would tell him we need to work, you know, more inside, and then he wanted to work more outside. And, you know, we were like a couple five-year-olds going at it. <laughs> well, and that's interesting, Jeff, because we've heard Mark McGuire and people that played with him or managed him at the time during that home run chase, and they said they just tried to stay away from Mark because you didn't want to get into his head. You knew how much what was going on, and Mark just kind of kept to himself. So, I, I mean, I would imagine if you're trying to help out as a hitting coach, like there are going to be some scuffles that come into play, not just that season, but overall. Well, I mean, what happens is the stress and the pressure of the situation, I think, gets to the player. You know, I was around and, you know, uh, I was lucky enough to be around a a lot of good players 
through my career. And they just have, you know, higher standards than the normal major league player. And so they, they get, they get annoyed easy. Uh, you kind of have to give them space because they'll erupt at any time because their focus, uh, is incredible as far as even one particular game. So, uh, uh, you know, the, those big time guys, you got to give them space because they'll erupt. You say one thing negative to them and, and, and they might get all fired up. But, uh, Sammy was a little different. He he was a, a personality. Uh, he enjoyed people. He liked being around certain people. You know, he had his own little clique that he hung out with. And there were times I'd come up to him, and, and he would tell me, get the hell away from me. But, uh, <laughs> well, because I, I would feed him information. Right. And sometimes he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, so I had to pick my spots that way, but, uh, you know, in 98, we got together in 97 we didn't do a whole lot, but 98, uh, you know, I changed a few things and, and he really worked hard on, uh, slowing himself down and, and seeing the ball a little bit earlier. I mean, he, you know, he was, you know, he was an incredible talent. So, yeah. Uh, it's not like I was inventing the wheel, <laughs> but you know, if you, if you don't see it, it makes it hard to hit it. Right. We're talking with former Cubs hitting coach, Jeff Pentland, a couple more minutes here on BK and Ferrario, uh, Jeff, from a hitting coach's perspective in St. Louis right now, you know, a lot of, uh, people talking about the struggling hitting coach for the Cardinals because the offense is struggling. Uh, when you're a hitting coach and you have a group of players that are going through a little bit of a rut. What do you do? Do you stay away and try and let them figure it out themselves? Do you try and be more vocal and try and get them in the cages a little bit more? I think it's your main job, uh, keeping players out of uh, lengthy uh, bad times or slumps. I think that's your main concern. Now, you can use psychology, of course. Uh, but, but with the better, you know, with the veterans, they're a little easier to deal with. Because you can take them on video, you can show them when they're really good, when they are struggling, or you can run it side by side, and they they understand their swings. So sometimes it's easier. We, when I had Mark Grace, he was unusual because Mark Mark didn't miss the bad head very often. He would he might have lined out more than anybody I was around because he didn't quite have the pop that Sammy had. When, when Sammy squared it up, he was usually on Waveland. Um, Mark could hit line drives to right fielders, center fielders, and it would it would bother him. So in, in Mark's case, we'd give him a day or two, and then he'd get his head right. And you know, Mark was as, about as good a hitter as I ever worked with. He just didn't hit for power. Jeff, this has been so much fun talking to you and reliving that 98 home run chase. Thank you so much for taking some time out today. Enjoy the uh, the Cards and Cubs Wrigley Field if you're watching it, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great series. Uh, all I remember is players seem to get up more for these kind of series than, than regular games, and uh, obviously the fans really love the series.
No, yeah. it's been fun. You've been listening to the BK and Ferrario podcast, powered by I Promise. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.